listening to Manifesting with Morgan and Madeline. I'm so happy to be here with you. I know, every time. But it gets better, I feel like. I I am definitely feeling like it's the best it's ever been, like, in this moment. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it's really cute. Today's episode, I wrote out the outline a while ago, a few weeks ago, when I was, I felt this deep calling, mm-hmm. and... It was inspired by a few things that were happening in our lives a few weeks ago. And then the subject just keeps coming up again Mm -hmm. over and over since. Which is usually what happens. Yes. (laughs) So it's very relevant to our lives. But I think in the manifesting and spiritual personal development community in general, which is just the simple concept of aligning Mm-hmm. to attract or manifest. Yes. Also, this is inspired by a new revelation. The solution is always out there. Right. Like once we have a desire, yeah, there is a solution. And Correct. it's just a matter of aligning with it. Right. So that's what this episode is about. We're going to kind of explain how to do that mm-hmm. and what gets in the way of aligning to attract. Let's do it. <laughs> so I also am not letting Madeline look at the show notes today because yeah. I'm going to do a little experiment with her. She's working. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when she told me, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I love it. Trust. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, so um, I, like the first step when you're manifesting is to have clarity on what you want. A new house, a new car, a new job, a relationship, a weight loss, whatever. Mm-hmm. You get the clarity. You know yep. what your desire is. Yes. And then the second step is to align with it. Right. And that is uh, easier said than done, mm-hmm. but we're going to break it down. Right. So, Madeline. Okay. Think about the number one thing you're trying to manifest right now. Like, what do you want more than anything right now? Don't say it. Okay. Just think about it. Okay. Do you have something in mind? I think so. It, and it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Just like the, I do. I have, okay. it. I have it. Okay. Okay. Now, I want you to take a moment to focus on that thing you really desire. Like, how does it feel to have it? Mm-hmm really envision and experience the feelings you would have once you get this thing. Does it need to be a physical thing? Whatever, whatever. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) Okay. Now I want you to take note of that, that vibrational frequency that you were feeling before I asked you to imagine the thing Mm -hmm. versus how you felt when you were embodying what that manifestation would feel like. Okay. So do you see a difference? Yes, very, very clearly. Probably you can see, too, there was a smile. Yeah. Like a change. Yeah. That gap I am going to call the divine divide. And the goal with manifesting is to bridge that vibrational gap between Mm -hmm. where you are now Mm -hmm. and how you're going to feel once you get that thing. Yes. As a recovering doer, 
my first instinct is to look for the logical solutions to get what I want. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the solution seeking mode gets me into a frequency of feeling stuck or powerless instead of tuned to the frequency of the manifestation I desire. Do you feel me? Oh my God. <laughs> I think I'm just going to listen to you today. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I'm like, oh yes. Recovering doer. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. But explain like, what does that mean to you? It means that you were stuck in a pattern and, you know, anytime you use recovering, we think of an addiction, but addiction can be switch swapped with anything that has power over you. Yeah. So like a means, habit, a habit. Yeah. A, a lifestyle of uh, whatever. Yeah. So recovering doer for me sounds like you were stuck because addiction also to, in my mind means being stuck because you can't get out of it. You're in a loop. You're in it. Yeah. So being stuck with the sin of production, with doing, doing, doing all the time, never, always feeling like you have to find the thing. Like you, like you have to be the hunter. You have to go and you have to do everything. You're doing the human doing, not the human being. Yes. So recovering doer means you're learning to be. Yes. And you're learning to like let, you're learning where where you need to do and then where you need to stop doing. Yes. And understanding the there's more power when you know the difference and you stop the doing and then the big stuff comes. Yes. But you can't do that if you're always doing. Yes. Perfect. Right? Yes. Okay. I just want to cover a few reasons because I know like I'm not the only one that suffers from like logic syndrome where yeah. I doer syndrome. Like, I mean, if you're smart, it's that's a huge part of it. Yeah. I mean, you can't help the way that your mind works in a way, especially when you're very intelligent and you're problem solver and, you know, it's almost, it's second nature. Yeah. In a lot of ways and yes. a lot of times. We're all probably plagued with it yeah. for the most part. To as some an, degree. As Americans, yeah. Like, we're inclined to let our brain logic our way into solutions. Yeah. And unfortunately that does not always serve us and it can most times it doesn't yes and we're sold this lie yes so we are going to be myth busters so yeah once again like why logic and action work against manifesting and to reiterate if you have an aligned desire in your heart a solution already exists to bridge the gap the divine divide between you and your desire and a huge piece of bridging that gap between you and your manifestation is trusting the solution is already out there. Mm -hmm. So if you're not in a a mode of trust, like that's kind of one of the first things that you're going to want to try to work on. Yeah. And we'll, we'll dive into that more, but you know, when we are in a solution seeking mode, we are communicating to the universe that we don't trust that there's a solution. Right. We're, We're the ones. Yeah. We're trying to do for lack of better term, we're trying to do God's job. Yes. And it's like, stop. Let me do my job. You do your job. Your job is just to be and enjoy and trust. Yes. Well, and follow and follow the callings when they come. Right, right. And yeah, anyway. So, but yeah. if you're doing and trusting, you're going to naturally follow the callings. Yes. If you're in that state. Yes. Because you trust that the calling is coming from the right place and that you need to follow it. Yes. Yeah. So like the first, the first issue is when we're in solution seeking mode, we are not in a place of trust. Right. Second thing is, if logic and action could bridge the gap between where you are and what you desire, 
wouldn't you already be able to figure it out and get it? Yeah, of course. So you already have it. So you wouldn't be seeking a solution if you already had the solution. Yeah. If logic could have already provided it, it would have. Exactly. Right. And then third, our logical mind is far more inclined to find reasons why you can't than how you can. Our brains do not like change because it isn't safe, first and foremost. And Mm -hmm. secondly, it's not efficient. It's way more efficient to keep doing the same old thing than it is to try something different. It's like in our DNA. Like, don't go outside with the big bad tigers. Yeah. Like, and then it takes time to realize, like, actually... We can use these tools and protect ourselves from the tigers. It goes back all the way. And rebuilding that trust that you're going to be safe when you go outside and exactly. use these tools. Yeah, and, yeah. exactly. And it takes a long, long time, a lengthy, a lengthy process to get there. But this culture, this where we are now, has the potential to shift into a totally new evolutionary space, in my opinion. I agree. So this work is what does that. This work is what can get us there as a whole, which can change the trajectory of how our brains process fear and what's it called? Risk. Yeah. Or what? Danger. So if you're not in a frequency of trust, instead of looking for direct action steps to get what you want, think of ways that you can tune into the feelings of your desired manifestation now. Right. So you just, you just did it. You ch- did. you thought about the thing and you really envision like, what would that feel like? Mm-hmm. Something to think about or like, what are people, places and things in your life that you can savor to tap into those feelings now? Mm-hmm. And then what activities can you do that make you feel lit up and aligned now? And third thing is aligned solutions arrive from the aligned frequency, not from force. Right. So you're not going to be able to force your way into finding the next steps to get to your manifestation. You, that you will not. You will create much more resistance with the force. Yes. Yep. A little hack, I guess, you know, is, is the frequency hack. It's like the vibe. I don't know another word. Like the feelings, like embodying what you're hoping to feel once you receive this thing and finding ways to cultivate that feeling now. Yeah. Like what's your goal? Like what, what's the end game here? Where, where do you see yourself and how does that feel? How does that feel? What is it you really want to feel to the clarity of like, what do you really want to feel? Yes. Really want to feel. Because that's behind any desire. It's like, oh, I want more money. Well, why? I mean, some people might want more money because it's tied to security. For me, it's more like a freedom-based thing. Mm-hmm. So then I imagine, what would it be like to have $10,000 a month passive income? That's like more than enough to support me right. and play with and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I like start to imagine that. Yep. So then what can I do to start to feel those feelings of that freedom and that. Exactly. What's the goal? The goal is to feel free. Yes. What can I do right now that makes me feel free? I could go to the beach. You could walk outside barefoot. Yeah. You could take and put your phone down for five minutes and go outside in the grass. Yeah. It's that simple. Go to shopping. I mean, I know that's like a silly thing. What? No, but- it's not silly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's very personal. I think it's really, really important that you don't judge whatever the thing is that makes you feel the feeling yeah whatever you do do that yeah it's like this example from this the book where the woman wants to she's like spending all this money on like these new dresses and um getting her hair done get 
even me, this perfect example, I wanted to get my nails done, whatever. Well, really what it really boiled down to is like, that makes me feel sexy. And same with this woman in this book. And um, she's having trouble in her marriage because she's spending all this money on all these new clothes and all these hairstyles and all this makeup and all this stuff. And she has this session with this, you know, counselor or whatever. And what they uncover is the same process that you're explaining. What do you really want to feel? What's the goal? And she said, I want my husband to think I'm pretty. And yeah. that's what it really boiled down to. Yeah. And she said, I want, okay, well, let's take this one step further. I want to, I want to feel pretty. I want to feel pretty. Really, she wanted to feel pretty. Yeah. Okay. She went home and painted her nails. And she immediately felt an instant gratification. This makes me feel pretty. Yeah. A $5 bottle of nail polish. And she started doing more of these things. Yeah. Until that. That confidence built within her, that goal, and then all of a sudden she had arrived at the goal, and it wasn't the way that she thought she would get there. And usually that's the problem. The logic takes us on a different path, and and it it totally derails us from just the easy highway we could be on to the goal. Yeah. If we would just listen. 100%. The next thing that I want to talk about is blessing blockers. Mm -hmm. So one big blessing blocker to me is focusing on the absence of what you want instead of enjoying the process of aligning with it. Absolutely. So an example, I'll be uh, happy when I get more money instead of being happy now. Mm -hmm. I'll be feel sexy when I lose 20 pounds instead of just feeling sexy now. Right. That's like attachment to an outcome instead of like trusting that it will come and just Mm -hmm. releasing it and and being in this like acceptance place to receive the steps. Right. I mean, can you think of any examples from your from your life where you you've kind of attached yourself to an outcome? And oh, my God, my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My my degree. I just knew when I had that degree that it was going to make me feel more valuable. Yeah. No, 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 no. Quite the opposite. Yeah. You know, like the places that that takes us when we are (laughs) attached to an outcome, it's like so far from our truth. A lot of the times it's like exact. That's exactly. It derails you so hard. Yeah. That it's really hard to get back to the just center, the core, the baseline, because you've lost it on this journey way over here, following whatever you're told or taught or think you need to do or the shoulds or whatever. And then you're like, whoa, how did I end up here? Yes. And I feel like we can all I, like identify a time in life or, a, or something we've done to get to a place like that. I think that's very common. Yeah. A big piece of it is not looking outside of yourself mm-hmm. for the feeling that you're wanting. It's figuring out how to cultivate it on your own. And this is something that is so hard to explain because it can sound, if you, if you don't have context to what that means, it can sound like we're sort of toxic positiving people like just just get it for yourself just feel it inside well it's not that easy no but this is why we're telling you this is you start small be open to allowing yourself to feel the feeling yeah a lot of times the blessing blocker is you you use it as a crutch to stay stuck and you don't really want the thing but you want to complain that you don't have the thing yes so be just honest (laughs) with yourself honesty is critical in all of this yeah and don't judge yourself If the thing that makes you feel sexy is putting on men's underwear, fucking do it. Who cares? (laughs) Like, you know, like just do it. But I think a big problem is that people don't even realize 
that they want something and then look under the hood and and ask themselves, why do I really want this? I think part of the time it's like ego based that people want things and that's like inherently not going to be aligned with your truth. Yeah. It's like more of like, I want this so I can not get rejected or because mm-hmm. of fear or something like mm-hmm. that. Do it for clout. Yeah. I can identify this way. It'll make me more respectable. It'll, yeah, all the things. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with doing things that are materially based and or title based. I mean, all those things are okay as long as it's your real authentic truth and you're doing it for you. Yes. Not for anybody else. Like if I were to have purchased a luxury vehicle mm-hmm. and it was because my mom always criticizes me for not looking professional enough. Mm-hmm. That would be ego based. Correct. Cause I would be trying to please somebody else and not be true to myself. Yeah. But yeah. I, I bought a luxury vehicle because I wanted it and it lit me up and I couldn't afford it. And I love it. Yay. <laughs> she did it. She bought the Lexus finally. <laughs> Yay. That's huge. And that is really a huge part of like what we're talking about today too. Yes. Cause I think you weren't ready to be there until you were. Yes. And it was then, a, a very subtle and like long unfolding of aligning mm-hmm. with that, mm-hmm. but I did it. And then the final step was like a push. Okay. <laughs> it was, it's awesome. You gotta, you gotta get in tune, tune in, just tune into yourself. Why do I want the car? Why do I want the boyfriend? And it can be very difficult, you know, like the relationship thing. All of it. That's a really hard one because we're programmed to, we got a clock ticking for babies. Oh, God. And then our mamas and daddies are Christian and they, they want, want grandkids and all the things. Yep. And then feeling lonely in general, or that's the one I personally have experienced and witnessed others with the big time blessing blockers is when they're all they can focus on is their loneliness and they continue to manifest crappy relationships because they're like continue settling instead of getting into that place of trust, getting into that place of like self-worth and aligning with a a good partner. Mm -hmm. It's like they're focused on like, I just, I'm lonely. I just want love. And so they keep getting garbage, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Or nothing at all. Yes. Which reinforces their negative narrative to themselves and keeps them in that place. Yeah. Huge blessing blocker. (laughs) So another blessing blocker is refusing to take a new approach or see things differently. In recovery, they say a lot, like doing the same thing and expecting different results. That's insanity. Where the logic headspace, the doer, the action-oriented headspace can get you in trouble is you're just taking action instead of taking aligned action. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. And a big part of aligned action Nine times out of 10, it's going to be doing the opposite of what you've been doing before. Mm Because what you were doing before was not getting you to your desired manifestation. Mm -hmm. So you got to try something different. Yeah. 99% of the time, not going to look like what you thought it would look like. Yes. You got to just accept that up front. And you have to be okay with it. And you have to be willing to receive that. It's back to trust. Yeah. So another blessing blocker is staying in your head instead of being present. Mm 
Mm-hmm. The present moment is where we are in the receiving mode instead of the desperation or doubt mode or clamoring to mm-hmm. solve it mode. And then we open to receive clarity and intuitive invitations instead of blocking them with our thoughts when we are present and not living in our heads. Mm-hmm. How many times have you not remembered something like an event a work or a birthday party or perfect example, like, okay, I'm going to throw my kid a birthday party or I'm going to throw my best friend a birthday party. And all you can do is like, I got to get the cake. I got to get the napkins. I got to get this. I got to do that. I got to get the, and before you know it, the party's over and you're like, what just happened? Like that's a literal example of what happens in our life with manifesting. If you can't put down the doings. Yes. Long enough to go to the party. You're going to miss the party every time. A hundred percent. And you're going to get resentful because you're going to feel like you did all this work. You didn't even get to enjoy it. (laughs) And it's just going to continue to like perpetuate this terrible cycle within yourself of craziness. Yeah. Just fucking craziness. You're like looping the dissatisfaction over and over. And guess what? That's what you're going to get more of it. It's going to create. Exactly. It's going to continue to happen. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. So what would be an opposite approach? Let's the party is a great example. I totally Mm -hmm. like that resonates with me. And I think that can apply like easily to a lot of different aspects of life. Mm -hmm. So what would you do? What would be an aligned action to start to be able to throw a party and also be present at the same Mm -hmm. time? What I would start with is I'd ask my best friend, what do you want to feel on your birthday? Yeah. And I want to know what she says. Mm -hmm. You know, tell me what do you want to feel? And then whatever that space is for her or my daughter or whatever, maybe my kid doesn't want to. I'm I'm in my head planning this huge freaking birthday party. Like, perfect example. This was, I don't know, a year or so ago. I'm planning this huge party for my daughter. I said, what do you want? She said, Mommy, I really just want me and you to go get some ice cream. Uh Oh, that's all she wanted. Now, it doesn't mean I'm not going to give her a party, but I'm saying, like, that's all that she cared about. And so I humbled my ego because all of, like, my family and friends are going to be like, oh, my God, you didn't throw your seven-year-old a birthday party? You're a terrible mom. (laughs) All the things in my head. Yeah. I had to humble that. I had to say, I don't care what they say. I don't care what they think. I don't care if all the other kids at school throw these huge $500 bouncy parties. (laughs) It, It doesn't matter. Yeah. This is what my kid wants. That's it. Yeah. So the humbling, the removing of the ego, the willingness to see it differently, the willingness to do the thing that she wants. And then I was able to go take her to ice cream and stay present. Yeah. That's a good example. Maybe that seems a little oversimplified, but it can really be, it can really work that way. Well, and I I think that like there's a, a handful of different ways that you can kind of like check in with yourself, whether it's like, setting an alarm on your phone that's Mm -hmm. and you're like oh okay this is my time to like stop and smell the roses and mingle with the people at the party instead of being so frantic about making sure everybody's accommodated and the food's hot and whatever that's perfect you can also ask for help so let's say that the the decision is still to have the party yeah and we want to know your aligned solution for actually having the party and being present okay perfect set an alarm ask for help Before the party starts, explain to all of your support system what it is you want to achieve. Have somebody, have everybody bring one thing. Yeah. You don't have to bring everything. Release the idea that it has to be perfect. Yes. And perfect, what you said, spend an extra hour previous to 
previous to the previous hour. Because even if you say at 7, you know some of those people are going to come at 6, some are going to come at 8. Okay, you start at 5 then. Yeah. From 5 to 6, that's your time to do all the things. And then 6 o'clock, that's it. Yeah. So setting boundaries, having somebody to keep you accountable, Mm -hmm. like setting reminders. There's lots of different things to like not get swept away into your head. And once again, like the present is where the miracles, the intuitive invitations, the downloads, like Mm -hmm. that's where we are in the receiving mode. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen in any other energetic space. And this is another example of where people will get caught up in a, in a time like this. Like, okay, well, but I love to host, but I love to cook, but I, okay, fine. Pick one dish that you love. Make one thing that is just amazing. You don't have to make everything. Yeah. It's okay. You love to cook. You love to host. Okay, perfect. Do it. But do it where you can also enjoy it. That is, that is the key. And I love that you made the party reference (laughs) because like I had this big thing, like connect with me. Like I used to throw like bomb house parties back in the, in college. Like Mm -hmm. I had this seven year Halloween party. I called Halloweenies and hoes, which is kind of cringe (laughs) now. I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being invited to that. Yeah. (laughs) My roommate Lydia and I would throw these like weird house parties periodically. Mm -hmm. And like that was a thing. And then I moved away came back and I didn't have quite enough friends anymore to like Mm -hmm. sustain (laughs) the critical mass needed for a a good party and then I slowly but surely started accumulating people and I felt that like desire again to throw Mm -hmm. house parties Mm -hmm. and the first few times I was so attached to the outcome of, of the party like it has to be fun it needs to be lit like it used to be and blah 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 that when you know nobody would show up because my for example my birthday it's in the middle of December it's a hard time for people to show up to things mm-hmm. like I get bummed out and then one day I just like th- had this total breakthrough I was like well really I love all the process of throwing a party I love cooking I love coming up with the concept and decorating mm-hmm. and so I'm just gonna lean into the fun part for uh-huh. me and then I don't really care what the the end result is I'm throwing this party for me so I can have a fun little project to do yes exactly yes yes And then I bet a million people came. (laughs) Well, exactly. And also I'm like in alignment and feeling good the whole time instead Mm -hmm. of like nervous attached to an outcome feeling. Yes. Even like last year on your birthday, the perfect example. Yeah. Like you let go. You were like, you know what? No birthday trauma this year. I'm keeping it simple. You dressed up for you. You put makeup on for you. You were here doing the thing that you wanted to do. You were chilling. You were hanging out. You're like, whatever. People come, they come, they don't, they don't. I'm having a fun time. Yes. And you got your dream quinceanera that you never (laughs) even asked for. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. This is the way that the universe blesses you and works. Like, this is the way. Yes. This is how it happens. It's so cliche to say, like, well, when you let it go, it'll come. It's so true. A hundred percent. You have to release the attachment to the outcome for yourself, people. Just do it for you. Don't carry that shit around. It's going to keep you stuck. It's going to keep you tired. It's going to keep you angry. Just release and trust. Yes. And I promise you that solution's coming hard and fast. Yes. When you do that. Well, so another big blessing blocker, and we've talked about this a few times, uh, but it's settling for good enough Mm -hmm. instead of holding out for the real deal. Mm -hmm. And this one's really hard. Yeah. Really hard. 
and it's it's beautiful you know like for example the car we'll use that again mm-hmm. like i originally wanted an accord and that was really just the good enough car and yeah. then i started to open my mind to a lexus sedan mm-hmm. and along the way like before i actually bought the freaking car I could have easily just been like, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and buy an Accord. I can afford Mm -hmm. it. I can get it with ease. And that would have been my good enough. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, the consequence of that probably would have been, I probably would have felt a little bit of guilt for not honoring my calling. Right. I might have like not been as lit up when I got the car, Uh you know, like it wouldn't really be the end of the world. Right. But then it would also show me like, Hey, this is where I am in my worth and my trust with the universe. Right. And, and then life's going to happen and teach me some more lessons until I finally step up and and actually accept the thing I want. Right. It's like a checkpoint. Yes. And when you're doing the good enough and not the real, real, Yes. You, you'll you know it. You 100%. Know. And it's okay, like you said. Like, please embrace that because you're still, at least you're getting to that space. And then it's a stepping, it can be a stepping stone. Yes. So don't beat yourself up if that's what's happening with you. Encourage yourself. That That's that's wonderful because you're on the journey. Yes. Just be proud that you're on the journey. Honor the journey. Continue to do what you're doing. If good, If good enough is showing up for you, Keep doing what you've been doing and best will come. Yes. You know, I just, I think really what happens when you settle for good enough is life is going to happen and it's going to teach you more lessons to push you into that next level. Well, this is exactly the, the, the kicker settling. Yes. If you settle, you're going to get, you're going to get kicked in the ass. Like life's going to kick you in the ass. Yes. If you settle And, and I'm using the word settle in in a negative kind of way, like not in a good, like we're settling, we're hanging out, we're chilling. No, like when you settle, meaning you're, you're accepting something that's subpar to your true desire. Yes. When you do that thing and you know, and you feel it energetically, life's going to start kicking your ass like this. hundred percent. Which is what you're saying. So don't beat yourself up if life starts kicking your ass because that's an indicator. That's great. That's a sign. Don't settle. Keep going. That's just a, keep going. And that's that is a way to build your trust yes. with the universe because look, you settled, the universe is showing up, God, whatever you want to call it, yeah. like to kick your ass into to, not settling yeah, anymore. Like no. You are supported. God, universe, I want, I want more for you. Exactly. I love you. I created you. I know your true desires. I know what you really need and want, and I'm not going to allow you to settle. Exactly. That's it. Yes. Yeah, I have chills because oh, it's I so too. true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you if you can get into a space where you can accept the creator, meaning whatever life source started all this. Source energy. Source energy. If you can get into a space where you can accept and receive the infinite uh, love that is that energy, that loves us so much like this is why we're here is for love I love you I want you to be happy I want you to enjoy this beautiful earth this these beautiful people these beautiful experiences if you can believe that like really believe that that's where it's coming from your manifesting is going to go go fling through the roof yes because you're going to be able to accept like this is a gift of love this is what I'm really supposed to be doing this is what I'm really here for this is why I'm here yeah and you're not gonna hold on to any of those 
nasty, guilty feelings or are holding yourself back and you're going to be, you're going to be free. Yes. And you're going to be able to really, really align with your purpose and let God be God. Yes. And you be you. Yes. It's like, I can't be a dog. (laughs) Seriously. Like what if a dog tries to be me? Can a dog drive a car? No. That's why it's a dog. Yes. Can I go outside and eat, you know, kibbles? Well, yes, I probably could. But we all have forms for a reason and roles. The creative energy is its own form and it has its own role. Yes. So let it work. Do the trees, do they like come to us and ask like, hey, can you water us? Like, no, it just happens. They trust. They know the rain's going to come. They They just are. They just are. They know the sun's going to come. We're created to be the same way. We just, we complicate it. The final blessing blocker I wanted to mention is focusing on excuses for why you can't. Yeah. Like that is the opposite of alignment and attraction and magnetism and all that. Like Mm -hmm. when you're in that mindset, like once again, getting stuck in your head, that's kind of the the first place I feel like we go when we feel this like calling in our heart. Like we find something that we want to manifest. Like Mm -hmm. I think it's like kind of our nature to immediately it's like, well, that's impossible. Like it's going to have, it's going to require me to make this much money or I'm going to have to break up with my boyfriend or whatever. Like piss off my mama, like whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But if you can, you can get lost there. Oh yeah. I think that's where most people live. Yes. And you're, and you get addicted and you can convince yourself of your own bullshit so fast. And you get addicted to that feeling. Yes. And then you're like, your brain tells you it's unsafe to be happy. Yeah. And so then you won't let yourself go to the other. It, it's a vicious cycle. Amen, sister. Yeah. Start breaking those chains like little tiny pieces at a time. Just free yourself from that because terrible place to be. It's going to make you feel like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, if you if you start to be honest with yourself and you're making excuses, living in the victim place and doing all, you're going to feel like a total dick. If you're even listening to this that means you have some semblance of a self-awareness journey. You're, you're processing, you're, you're expanding, you're moving towards this direction. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> it, yeah. you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. When you focus on excuses and become like the, the woe is me naysayer victim, yeah. like you're repelling, you're not only repelling your manifestation, you're probably repelling people too. Oh, you're repelling the shit out of people, but then that's the safe place because then I won't get hurt. Yeah. I'm doing, I mean, it's all connected. Yes. So, yeah. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Madeline and I have a few recent stories yeah. to kind of illustrate this whole, the solution's always out there. Like, as soon as you have this desire, it is there and it is a matter of getting out of your own way and receiving it. Mm-hmm. So do you want to share your big school breakthrough? Yeah, I would love to. So for a while, I knew that my daughter wasn't in the right school. I I think after the first year, which was kindergarten, it it sort of started to present itself. Mm -hmm. But it was COVID. Mm -hmm. And so here's the excuse. Here's the blessing blockers. Let's go through them again. Excuses. So COVID was an excuse. What's the other ones? Um, Settling for good enough instead of holding out. Yep. Okay, so... Staying in your head. Uh, Refusing to take a new approach to see things differently. Mm -hmm. Focusing on the absence of what you want instead of enjoying the process of aligning with it. All right, all this. So it's COVID. Okay, well, then I'm focusing on 
uh, well, I don't have any help. I don't have a ride for her. I don't have this. I have to use the bus. I have to do this. Oh, well, this is easy. This is free. I mean, you can just imagine I went through every single step of this yeah. for the next two years until finally I had to get really, really real with myself. And I'm like, this does not work for my kid. Yes. Period. And I had a breakdown and I cried because I knew that I was half, I was being forced to level up. Yeah. And I knew that it was so important. Yeah. Like it was a big one and I was scared. Cause it's going to require like some of the things that were holding you back are ease of the commute to and from school. Well, yeah, more like, like she had a bus. So for me in my mind, that was security. Yeah. But this is being in my head. Yes. There's nothing more secure than me taking her myself. <laughs> Why is the bus a more secure op? You know, well, this yeah. is just me being in my head. But yeah, in my head, it was money, which is crazy because you know I'm not even a money person, but this was an excuse. It was um, lack of help with transportation mm-hmm. was a huge one. But we uncovered this through this process with my mom, and this is when the breakthrough happened. The real, real, real problem, the real reason was my daughter was catching the bus at my parents' house. Yeah. Because my parents' house is my old house, which is where the bus stop started. And literally, they she's dropped off in the driveway. She's picked up and dropped off in the driveway. At Madeline's parents' house. At my parents' house. So what that guaranteed was that they would see her and that they would see me. Yes. Because I'd have to go pick her up. Yeah. Or they'd have to take her in when she gets off the bus or they'd have to help her get on the bus. And really, really, truly what what it boiled all the way down to was I was scared if we didn't have that 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 connection, that forced interaction that I wouldn't see my parents. Yeah. I love the hell out of those people and I want to see them all the time to the point that it's annoying. Yeah. And I was worried that they didn't feel the same way. I mean, just I just had all this trauma and fear and just all these things happening. And, uh, and for my daughter too, I want her to have a relationship with them. And once I just finally had the breakdown and accepted and released and said, oh my God, these people do love me. (laughs) They do want to be part of our life. And you know what, that if it's meant to happen, that's going to happen and we're going to figure it out and release it. Then bam, it was like, okay. A school that's always been there. Yeah. The school's always been there. She's, she's tried it out in the past. Like. All of a sudden, it all, the cards or everything aligned. The stars, yeah, they just came together. And, and it was like, we've been in, what, two weeks? And it feels like, I don't even know how we ever did any other life. Like, it feels so natural. And that's another way you know that you've made the right step is there's ease. Yes. When you get there, you're like, oh. I'm like, how the hell did we survive so long before this? <laughs> But it just all came together. Yeah. So now she's in a Montessori program, which for her is so, so much better. Yes. And we're thankful to to have all the support that we need. And and I don't even know for sure that we do <laughs> fully. Like, you know, I have, it's working at this moment, but it's the trust that whatever, this is what's meant to be. So it's going to work itself out. Exactly. And if something happens to what I have going on now, that's helping me with this situation that changes that, then the universe provides a new way exactly. or, or we, we mold and we flow with it. Like that's it. Yeah. This is the right choice and the solutions there. And, and it's always going to find us. Yes. That's so it's, it's been wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. And same with you and your sweet little girl. 
Yeah, so uh, this was all inspired because one day Madeline's like, I want to do an episode dedicated to Darla Ray, my dog. <laughs> I do. <laughs> well, this is it. So here we go. This I built all of this just to get to this point, which is to share about my manifesting Darla Ray. My boyfriend and I decided that we want a third dog and we want a girl dog and we want it to be a cute little fluffer. And that's it. Like, but... I also knew in my heart that I do not like puppies. Like, I, they're too much maintenance, and they stress me out, and I don't want to be the one responsible for housebreaking them and blah, blah, blah. Like, right. I'm just not a puppy. I like to look at them and play with them, yeah, but I don't. back. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, well, that's a big uh, list of, it's starting it's to a big ask. Like, yeah, yeah, it feels and like a big ask. I want, like, a dog that will get along with my two boy dogs, I want her to be cute and fluffy. Like I want a little purse angel dog. And then I start looking online at puppies. Cause I would be open with the help of my boyfriend to getting a puppy. If it felt right, dude, COVID has made the price of dogs like go up quadruple. Uh, yeah. So like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, there ain't no way in hell I'm dropping three grand on a little dog. Right. And when, and especially when there are dogs that exist yeah, out there that could use a home and nothing wrong with dropping three grand if you want, but that's not your truth. No. Yeah. And so I just tabled it. I totally tabled it and a couple months pass. And then a friend of mine and my boyfriend's told us about his dog, Darla Ray. She was three years old. She's a Chihuahua and Yorkie mix, mm-hmm. uh, not Yorkie Maltese. And, um, I was shocked when he said he was wanting to rehome her because he loves that freaking dog. Of course. But he loves her so much that he realized like she needs more attention and yeah. his job wouldn't let him spend enough time with her. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, we give a little test run with mm-hmm. Darla Ray yep. and she is like the dog. Okay. No, tell Tell them your blessing blockers in the in the test run. Oh my god! Tell them what you said, the things you were like, ah! your excuses. Like let let everybody know like that process. And so I was really close to not even taking her. Yeah, because I had convinced myself in some weird way that I was not worthy of such a perfect animal yeah. and that she would be way better off with like some old rich person. Cause she was so sweet and chill and just easy. Yeah. I'm like seeing her like blessing a grandma. Yes. This is literally what she said. She's like, she's just too perfect. I, she would be so much better with like some sweet little old lady. Like she'd be so good for some sweet little old lady. And then you, <laughs> you and my boyfriend are like bashing your heads against the wall. Like, I think you like cursed me out about it. I did. Uh, you're, you're like, you're going to take that fucking dog, Morgan. <laughs> I'm like, you are the sweet little old lady. You dumbass. Like, what is wrong with you? Because I just couldn't hear what I, I understood. I feel like it's a noble. This is a toughie because when you have noble excuses, why you have noble logic, <laughs> it's harder. Yeah. You can logic in a no, you know, oh, you, yeah. can, you can positive excuse yourself out of it too. Yes. Morgan, literally, this is the dog that you asked for. Yes. And you're literally in your lap. Yes. So receive it. Yeah. And now what's happened? And now I have a third love of my life. Who you dress up 
Yes. In sweet little clothes and take pictures of because she's perfect. She's so in love with her brothers and it's, she's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the third, and I'll be quick with this one is (laughs) I had a soul sucking job and I quit it and start my own business Mm-hmm. And the thing is, once again, that solution was always out there. Right. I could have left years before I did. Yep. I had, I already had the credentials probably a year and a half into the job that I stayed with for three years. Mm-hmm. I was already effing miserable. Yeah. That solution, starting my own business, that was always out there. Right. It was just aligning with it. Yeah. Doing the work on yourself to clear out so you can align with it. And at that time, I was so busy trying to action my way into finding solutions. I'm like, oh, I'll join mastermind groups and I'll mm-hmm. start a podcast and I'll do like. And all those things are good. Yeah. And they led you here. Exactly. So it's okay. And it's part of the process. Yes. But when you arrive, sometimes it's peaceful. It's Some, like, it's like landing a plane mm-hmm. and, and there's no turbulence. Yeah, it's just, just smooth. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, like the school, like mm-hmm. that school has always been there. Always been there. You could have signed her up last year. Totally could have. And so th- the whole point of this conversation or this message that we're trying to share is like becoming a little bit more aware of your blessing blockers. Like where can you get out of your own way? Because there is a solution for everything that you desire that you think is absolutely impossible. Like the how is not your business. Not your job. Yep. Yeah. And remind yourself too, there's what you said, the solution is 100% there. And also nothing changes. There's no, there's the same amount of hours in every day. Yeah. There's no more money I have in my account now than I did then that, you know, those, those things are always going to be there. So release it. Yeah. Whatever the excuse, whatever the logical excuse, just release the how is not your job. And receive. Yes. Be honest. Be open. Ask for it. Trust it. Receive it. Yes. So once again, like getting present, getting real with yourself, Mm -hmm. uh, trying to be more mindful. Like, what do you really want Mm -hmm. so that you can make sure not to settle for anything less than that? Yeah. And the part of the doing that we can do is small doings. Yes. Little Things that we have ease with, like if you want to feel free and you want to walk outside barefoot, small things. Or saying no. Saying no. Like that is, that's one of the most magnetic words in the vocabulary. Saying no, exactly. Just any, any of the smaller doings that start to kind of like chip away all the, all the debris that's in in your way, (laughs) you know, like the small things are chipping away. So do more of those and don't. Don't get overwhelmed with the big do's and the big house. Just yeah, let it go. And once again, what we did at the beginning, like you, you imagining what you want mm-hmm. and then getting in that feeling mindset. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun hack it's to go so fun. Go let and yourself do, dream and but get like do the things now to feel that feeling. Yes. I'm sure there's some psychological, like scientific things, and there's some like spiritual things that are like mm-hmm. coming together when you do that. Yeah, but it's it's magic. It is magic. That's what that's the word. It's magic. And woof. Pra- <laughs> <laughs> Just practice, 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 practice. That's what you can do. Small, small steps. Yes. Yeah. 
We just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you wouldn't mind giving us a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. If you follow us on Instagram, we share great content that is related to each episode that we release. There you can find us at manifesting underscore with underscore mm on Instagram and share our posts. Please, please, please help support us. We are trying to spread the good word and we really appreciate anything that you do to help us along. Thank you so much for listening.